Sam the Bomb with the Anime Cinema Newscast. Welcome back. Thank you for listening every week. I'm Sam from the Anime Cinema Podcast, and I'm here to bring you the news. And it is November 22nd, 2019. Oh my god. I feel like... Man, and maybe it's just because I'm older now, but like... Oh my god. Like, we're almost at the end of a decade here, and I feel like November just like... I feel like October and November just like whizzed through like they just real quick like the flash like oh my god it's already i feel like it was just a couple weeks like just last week where i was like oh it's november 4th blah 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 i don't know man seems crazy time's flying for me because i'm maybe because i'm older i don't know i'm not going to school and shit and when i was going to school like even college i felt like days were long but man i don't know let me know if you feel the same way maybe i'm getting older showing my age okay anyway (laughs) look we are going to start this off straight up. Um, the voice actor Tadashi Nakamura passed away um, on November 11th um, in his, in a hospital um, due to blood poisoning from a gallbladder inflammation. He was 89. Obviously, I think um, you know when you get to an older age, you know things start failing and having problems. And uh, yeah, Tadashi Nakamura. He's been acting, voice acting for. For a very long time, um, he he did the Japanese dub for the the original Charlie's Angels TV series. He did the Japanese dub as he was the Japanese uh, dub for the narrator for Bewitched. Um, he recently had roles in in um, Mirai, the new Mamoru Hosoda film, and he was in Giant Robo. He was uh, Quincy in Dub and Bubblegum Tokyo Twenty Forty, and he was even in Tetsujin Twenty Eight as Dr. Big Fire. So like it's like another another friggin' voice actor with just a huge resume just passes away and just you know, they're getting older, you know, a lot of those a lot of those voice actors from, you know, the the dawn of the anime blow up are, are starting to get old and uh, I wanna dedicate this newscast to you, my friend. Love you, Tadashi Nakamura. Thank you so much for what you did. And this one's for you. Alright, let's get into the nine anime news. And then of course we'll get into the anime news. And then I got some some shit at the end, you know. We'll we'll do some shit. Okay. The Google Stadia has is launched, and I you know we talked about this when they were when they were did the the the, the big announcement and stuff, and we talked about it and things like that. I if you guys ever follow, I don't know if you guys follow on YouTube. He's a YouTuber named uh metal his youtube channel is called metal jesus rocks and he's he's metal jesus he's really cool he's he's an old school nerd you know he's one of those like 40 year old metalhead guys and he's got a cool youtube channel that he's been doing for a long time just doing game reviews collection reviews collecting videos and things like that anyway he was talking about the stadia and he always like prefaces stuff with like, no, this is just my experience. Like, this is just what what I would have to do if I played the Stadia, or this is what I would have to do if you know I bought this game or console. You know what I mean? So like, he always like prefaces his stuff with like that and things like that. You know, and he kind of 
uh, he's kind of like me in that sense, or I'm kind of, I should say I'm like him, where he kind of is just like, you know, let me know what you guys think, because of, like for me, you know, blah, blah. Anyway, he had a really solid video on the Stadia, and he basically said like, you know, the way I pay for internet and the way, um, you know, a lot of people in my neighborhood would probably have to pay for it, um, you know, it just would not, it would not work, you know what I mean? Like the, using the, all your data to play probably like, you know, 10 hours of gameplay is just, I don't know, it's asinine. Some of us are on PC here. Like I'm, sometimes I'm on Overwatch with Trevor for five, six hours at a time, you know? Um, so that, I don't know. Now that it's out though, I'm curious to know, and the only reason I bring it up is because I'm curious to know if any of our listeners have tried it or want to try the Stadia. Um, I'm, I'm curious to know, uh, what you guys think. So you should, uh, hit us up on that. You know, if you're on discord or just add our Twitter at anime summit, let me know. I'm, I'm kind of curious to know. Um, the max finds a home with Channing Tatum's free association. If you don't know what the max is, it is a comic book. And, um, the max is a masked hero who protects the jungle queen in the outback, a realm that resembles primordial Australia. But he also exists in our world as a homeless man whose mass faces and fantastical mutterings are dismissed as mental illness. I did not read too much of this when it was like coming out and stuff. I only have read a few things here and there. Um, comics that I borrowed from friends or from our school library or whatever. Yes, my high school library had <laughs> these kinds of comics. My high school library carried all six volumes of Akira. So, you know. Um, anyway, uh, like, yeah, no, it's it's wild. It's It's super wild. I um, they're going to do a live action live action adaptation with uh, with uh, yeah, Chang Tatum's Free Association, uh, and Roy Lee's Vertigo Entertainment Studios are are gonna do the Max. So that's pretty sweet. Um, if if people uh have read the Max, there's some news for you right there. Came out in Image Comics in 1993. Um, yeah, it was an indie comic, so it was not you know one of the it's when you look at it for those of you who don't know just google the max with two x's um you will recognize the character right away um he's pretty got a pretty famous image um in the indie comic world um johnson's black adam movie will introduce the justice society of america uh dwayne the rock johnson who is set to star as black adam in the dc comics villain anti-heroes upcoming solo film has confirmed that while the movie will not feature an appearance by Zachary Levi Shazam, it will introduce DC's original superhero team to the DCEU, the JSA. So that's pretty cool. I mean, it was announced earlier that Dwayne The Rock Johnson was going to play Black Adam, and I think people were excited about that. It was another kind of one of those things where, um, where they, like, you know, people were kind of petitioning for it to happen. You know, people made, like, and then they heard rumors, and yeah, he confirmed that he is going to play Black Adam. So that's pretty cool. I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see the JSA. I heard Shazam was really good. I kind of think that the DC films are going to get better. And maybe now that the MCU is not so much in the limelight anymore. I mean, they still are. Obviously, they're still doing stuff, especially with Disney+. Plus. But, um, you know, the DC, the DCEU and the DCCU uh, will have uh, a time to shine. It writer admits a supercut would be cool but unnecessary. There were rumors earlier that like people wanted to see a, a chapter three, but I think the director and the writer, the writer Gary Doberman, he was kind of saying like, "Well, 
it would have to be an original then unless we got Stephen King to write it. And we're not just going to go up to Stephen King and be like, hey, write this. So we can, you know what I mean? So we can make a movie out of it. Um, they they haven't ruled out the idea, but they said that if they do do it, then um, it would have to be an original like screenplay. You know, it wouldn't be really based on um, any other further work written by King or anything like that. But um, people were also petitioning the same things like you should do a supercut of both movies together, um, it and it chapter two. Um, people were like, you know, because like the original TV movie was like that. Um, they super cut it and to sell it, the VHS and DVD of it, you know. Um, but people are saying the the writer is saying, I don't think there's any reason to do that. They're two separate movies. They're meant to be watched, you know, together, um, you know, one after another, not, you know, because obviously one takes place when they're children and the other one is 20 some years later. But um, move over Baby Yoda. The MCU nearly gave us an adorable little Thanos. And I'm looking at the picture of it. Um, the new release, the newly released Art of Avengers Endgame has revealed new details about the development, plot, and design of Avengers Endgame and MCU's other notable ambitious projects. Um, they were talking about these unused concepts and stuff like that, and there was like a baby Thanos, a picture of baby Thanos, kind of based on the, the, the comic that the, they showed baby Thanos in, which I don't remember what, what comic that was, but he looks ugly as fuck. Let's just keep baby Yoda. That's all I wanted to say. Uh, yes, I realize that it's not actually Yoda, but what else are we supposed to fucking call it? Because nobody knows what fucking, like, nobody knows what Yoda is. You know what I mean? Like, nobody knows where he's from. Um, Disney Plus reportedly working on a continue watching feature. That is one complaint that I have heard. I do not have Disney Plus yet. Um, but that is one complaint that I heard was there's not, like, a continue watching, uh, thing. So, like, well, people will watch a a movie or people will watch a, a thing and you know, you have to keep like pressing play after. And, um, but apparently they're working on it. <laughs> Honestly, it doesn't seem like a big thing to, you know, they've been hyping this up for a while and that kind of feel like they should have launched with that feature. But you know, what do I know? Um, to be fair, I don't think Netflix, when Netflix streaming first came out, I don't think they launched that feature right away either. So, um, but yeah, hopefully they come out with that soon. Speaking of Disney plus, they deny that Disney Plus accounts were hacked. There was no security breach found. Disney has denied reports that Disney Plus accounts were compromised and hacked around the time of the streaming service's launch date. We have found no evidence of a security breach, Disney representative told Variety magazine. We continuously audit our security systems. And when we find an attempted suspicious login, we proactively lock the associated user account and direct the user to select a new password. Um... Billions of usernames and passwords were leaked from previous breaches at other companies predating the launch of Disney Plus are being sold on the web, the Disney representative added. Disney offers up some tips to users for better online security, recommending they contact customer support at the first sign of unusual activity with their account, stating, We have seen a very small percentage of users in this situation and encourage any users who are having these kinds of issues to reach out to customer support so we can help them. However, there are still reports that users are experiencing high wait times for Disney Plus as of Tuesday. Hackers reportedly started breaking into customers' accounts hours after the service launched. After logging in, they removed all of the original users' devices and changed the password and username, giving themselves complete control over the account. The Disney Plus accounts were then placed up for sale online, with some being priced as low as $3, while others went as high as 11 The service itself costs $6.99 a month. I'm sorry. How much of a sad piece of shit coward do you have to be to be hacking people's shit like that and doing that shit? 
Like, how long do you think you're going to get away with that, number one? Number two, at most, you're being fucking disruptive and a piece of shit. So, I mean, you want to be a hacker, fucking cool. You know what you should do? You should hack uh, people's student loan accounts and zero them out is what you should fucking do. How about that? How about not be a coward, not waste your time doing this fucking child shit, and, you know, uh, get rid of my student loan debt, you fucking pieces of shit. God, fuck you guys. Stupid. Anyway, uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is being rebooted again. You know what? Let's stop with this. Uh, okay, first of all, I am, I, I fucking, I, I, I'm picky about horror movies, okay? I, I, I love horror movies, but I only love certain kinds, okay? I don't like gore fests. I don't like gross fests, you know what I mean? Um, I'm not a big fan of, like, body horror, things like that. I do appreciate the slasher films. That being said, I do appreciate remakes once in a while, or even a lot of the remakes that they've been doing lately. I do love them. I like them a lot. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre one was actually pretty good, and so was the 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 prequel. They made, like, a prequel called Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning that was, like, a prequel to the the remake they did. And I thought it was awesome. And you know what? I just am fucking... We got to stop with the, the, the horror remakes. Okay? I'm a sucker for remakes in general. But we got to stop with the horror ones. There's They have... Each of these slashers, they have one story and one story only. And you can only tell it so many damn times. And when they, when I, they announced that they were going to do a new Halloween and said, like, oh, um, Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be in it, this, this, that, this, is that. I was like, man, fucking leave my boy Michael alone. Like, leave leave him alone, man. Like, you know what? Like, Rob Zombie already fucked him up. Just leave it alone. Then they said that it was going to be, like, you know, an actual sequel to the original one, and it was going to, like, you know, kind of retcon, you know, all the the two, three, four, five, and six, and all those, you know? So I was like, okay, so I, I, that's, I can get behind that. It's like a reboot sequel, you know what I mean? I can get behind that a little bit. I still haven't seen it. I heard it was really badass. But, yeah, no, I still haven't seen that. And you know what, though? With this, I just fucking, I don't know, man. Just leave it alone. We got to stop with the horror, horror remakes. Nick will, will tell you we got to stop with remakes in general. I don't necessarily agree with that, although I see where he's coming from. But we definitely got to stop with the horror remakes. The horror remakes just got to go. 100%. 100%. Okay, that's enough of that nonsense. So now let's move on to some game news. Octopath Traveler smartphone RPG prequel delayed to 2020. I didn't even know they were making a smartphone game and that it's a prequel. I've never even played the original. Like That's that's one of the Switch games I seriously like super, super duper want. I definitely am going to get that. Trial of Mana games... Character video highlights Duran. There's a new character, I guess, named Duran. Duran Duran. Meet Duran, a swordsman whose skill... Wait, is this a new character? Is this a... Uh, oh, no. This is a remake of... Uh, the th- yeah, Trials of Mana. Yeah, Trials of Mana is a remake of uh, Psychon Densets 3. Um, if you've never played any of the Mana games, you really should. They're really awesome. Um, they just released Collection of Mana for the Switch in English, uh, digitally, this last summer, you definitely should play those games. They are 10 out of 10, in my opinion. Really good. Uh, Demon X Machina game launches free collab DLC set with code GEOS. GEOS, more like. Um, 
Marvelous Entertainment began streaming a trailer for Wednesday of, for the Demon X Machina game's second DLC collaboration trailer, featuring the Code Geass Lelouch of the Rebellion anime. The video pre- previews a uh, uh, detour agonist Suzaku Kururugi as an outer suit and his mech Lancelot as an arsenal. Hell yeah. So it's free DLC, man. Anything that's free DLC, just hop on that because it's fucking free 99. Even if it's not that good, it's free 99. Uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2 game launches for PC in December. Um, that's pretty good, right? Fucking Dragon Quest Builders. I thought I didn't think they were going to put this on the PC. It came out in the PS4 and the Switch uh, this summer, this past summer. So that's pretty cool. Dragon Quest Builders 2. I, I imagine it's like Minecraft with Dragon Quest is what it looks like to me. Street Fighter V game adds Gil, reveals the new Street Fighter V Champion Edition. Fuck off with this, man. Oh, God. Fucking Capcom. I'm going to go on a Capcom rant, one of these newscasts. I'm not going to do it tonight because I just don't fucking want to. But, ah, oh, God. Fuck off, man. Fuck off with this shit. We got, we had, like, fucking, uh, with that being said, I'm going to move on to the next topic because it's a perfect segue. We just got a new trailer for Guilty Gear, and they revealed the, the so we mentioned, I talked about on the newscast uh, last week and the week before how, they were having that ARC event called ARC Revo America, which was like a fucking ARC system works like fucking, it was like BlizzCon except for ARC, ARC stuff, uh, you know, a small kind of conference get together thing, um, but for ARC stuff. And it was really fucking sick. And they revealed the, with the guilt, the new Guilty Gear, they call it, it's called Guilty Gear Strive. And they revealed the new trailer for uh, Potemkin and, um, the end of the trailer for the Guilty Gear Strive uh, showed Faust. Uh, so, I mean, the, the the way they make their fighting games right now is on point. They are updating that shit. And, you know, you can buy DLC characters with in-game money. You can buy them whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's just fuck Capcom right now. I In terms of fighting games right now, I believe Ark sits at the top right now. I just can't handle Capcom's bullshit. NetherRealm and 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 Ark sits at the top, in my opinion. In that's just my personal opinion. Like I just can't deal with Capcom's crap right now. I really can't. Fuck you with your arcade edition, super edition, champion edition. Screw you for screw you for all that. It's dumb. It's dumb. You're stupid. Speaking of arc games, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, PS4 fighting game trailer previews Catalina. Yeah, Grand Blue Fantasy is crazy, okay? Because Grand Blue Fantasy started as a, a mobile game, okay? Hold on a second. I'm, I'm sorry you're hearing a bunch of clicks. I'm just looking up. Because I'm pretty sure this is a mobile game, yeah. Developed by Psy Games for Android, iOS, and web browsers. The game is notable for reuniting music composer Nobu Amatsu and art director Hideo Minaba, who previously collaborated on Final Fantasy V, six, and nine, and Lost Odyssey. Um... It's, you know, it's essentially, it's by Psy Games, you know, um, and it came out on Android. It's it's like a, you know, it's like an RPG mobile gotcha, you know what I mean? And it's got an anime, you know what I mean? It's got many, it's got, I think it's got like two, three seasons already, doesn't it? And now we're getting a, uh, a fucking versus fighting game for the PS4 made by Arxis. I mean, come on. Arxis is doing it right. They are going for the stuff that is popular right now. And they're not doing no fucking bullshit DLC super duper. Now, one could argue, well, Sam, well, Sam, you dumb horny bitch. They did fucking Guilty Gear Rev and Rev 2. Those were DLC and expansions. Blah. 
Yeah, okay. I You got me there, but they didn't fucking make me get the expansion and then buy the characters. You know, like, the expansion itself is, like, free or whatever, but you still got to buy all the characters. When you're buying Rev or Rev 2, you were buying, buying a fully updated game with balances and everything like that, and all the characters at one time you are essentially buying like a sequel version you know what i mean um and it's you know i understand that it is still the same thing okay i get it but they're not i don't know it's the way capcom is doing it man it's it's the way capcom is doing it it just doesn't it doesn't click with me It, it doesn't click with me this has always been kind of arc systems practice and always capcom's practice as well i guess but ARC, each time, will always try and add as much as they can. You know, with Super Street Fighter 4, we got two new characters. Then Super Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition, we got two more characters. Then they finally gave us Ultra, and they, you know, it was like, okay, fine, there's a bunch more characters now, cool, I guess, whatever. But it was just like, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's it's different. I'm telling you, if you're if you're a fighting gamer and you agree with me, it's different. It's much different. I feel like I'm not going to be spending as much money um, playing Guilty Gear than I am with, you know, uh, Capcom games. It's just not, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm stupid and ignorant. I, I, I might be missing something, but I don't know. Fuck that. I, I think it's 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 just it's just the history of Capcom and, and all the other shit they're doing. Um, I'm going to save this for the end. Um, but you know what? Let's move on to the anime news. And uh, you know what? Take a quick break right here. How about that? And always, links to AnimeSummit.net. You can find everything right there. Twitter, Instagram, everything. YouTube channels. Uh, Subscribe to the YouTube channels. Definitely subscribe to uh, Anime Summit Extra. So I'm just going to explain this again just because... You know, I think people get confused, especially because I haven't been uploading to YouTube when I'm supposed to. But the main episode of our podcast comes out on Thursday, the Anime Summit podcast, and then um, on and then Tuesday, every Tuesday, you get Terrace Talk from Quoka and Claire, and then um, every Friday or every Saturday, you get the Anime Summit newscast. Those are all on the RSS feed, so Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to your podcasts, and then. The Anime Summit episode that came out on the RSS feed on Thursday gets uploaded to our YouTube channel on Saturday. So the YouTube version of that that, that week's episode will come up the following Saturday. Um, YouTube uh, Anime Summit Extra is just, like, for extra shit that we just, you know, for fun. Vlogs, Let's Plays, you know, whenever we feel like. Things like that. And then patron-exclusive uh, vlogs go up there, too. Speaking of patrons, if you want to become a Patreon, be- go to patreon.com slash anime summit. Become a patron today. You get early access to episodes. You get, uh, as soon as they're done being edited, you get early access to them. And then you get uh, behind-the-scenes stuff. You're going to get first grabs at merch when our merch line drops. And you're going to get exclusive stuff like exclusive casts. So, like, nobody else is going to listen to them. Only you guys are. Only you as a patron will be able to get to listen to some of these patron-exclusive casts, patron-exclusive vlogs, and other gifts that we got lined up in the works right now for sure for you patrons. Also... Leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you can leave a podcast review. We're doing a review rush. As soon as we get to 100 reviews, we are going to fucking do something awesome for everybody. It's going to be sweet. It's going to be sweet. It's going to be sweet. Get us to 100 reviews. 
Um, I do have some new reviews that I could read, but I'm going to wait until the next podcast episode so we can read them uh, together with uh, Danny and Nick. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be sweet. And then also one more thing. I was I said this on the, the latest episode, uh, but I'll say it again just in case you haven't seen it yet. The last – so Project Manga, I guessed it on their Tangential Tie-In series. Um, Project Manga Podcast is really cool. They do two – they do two different shows. They do the the weekly Shonen review, where they review the latest uh, cha- the latest week's chapters of Shonen Jump every week. When a new chapter comes out, they review it, and then they do the tangential tie-ins uh, show, uh, which is just like you know uh, all sorts of anime topics and anime related things and things like that. I guessed it on their uh, their their Femme Fatales anime Femme Fatales uh, tangential tie-ins app uh, a couple months ago. And I recently guessed it on their final tangential tie-ins for their first season, which is um, the evolution of storytelling in shonen anime. And we had a great conversation over there. Um, it was me, Noxie, Kiko, Noxie, Kiko, and Eagle, and then me. And then they also had Sensei La Glove as a guest, who's a great Anatuber. They do a lot of One Piece content, a lot of other shonen content. Sensei La Glove is fucking awesome. He's fucking funny. Go subscribe to his YouTube channel. Uh, just type in Sensei La Glove, L-E g-l-o-v-e sensei like love um they're he's awesome guy he's really funny and as always the project manga family always welcomes me as one of their own over there they're fucking amazing and uh you should go sub to them for sure also i've been listening to more greatest movie ever podcasts ever since i listened to them for the akira app and i've listened to other episodes before but i've been listening to stuff i haven't listened to before and that's a sweet podcast you guys should go listen to sorry this is a random shout out for greatest movie ever podcast but I think they're awesome. I think they're really sweet. And um, one more shout-out. I swear to God. I swear to God. I haven't gotten a message back from him yet. But um, one of our patrons, Kenneth, they are on this podcast called the After Hour uh, Nerdy Podcast. And I was catching up on their stuff, like, this past, like, couple weeks. And um, I shout-out to Kenneth. He's really cool. Like, he he heard me shout him out, like, the, like a couple of newscasts ago or a couple of podcasts ago probably a couple months ago and he was he like messaged me on patreon he's like sam thank you i heard you thank you so much dude you guys gotta go listen to it. it's really cool it's like a chill podcast like ours but like just with all around general nerdy stuff so they talk they do talk anime but they also talk like video games and other kinds of stuff like that so go check out the after hour after hours nerdy podcast really awesome i believe they're on anchor as well so you can go do that right now right now okay that's enough shout outs all right no more shout outs shout out to my butt okay here we go Shout out to Trisha, that ass. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding, but no, I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. No. Yes. But no, though, for real. Nice ass! Okay, Takako Shimura's happy-go-lucky days romance manga gets anime film early next summer. A website opened on Wednesday to announce that an anime adaptation has been greenlit for Takako, Takako Shimura's happy-go-lucky days manga. The anime will open in Japanese cities for a limited screening run early next summer. Um, the manga is an omnibus of stories about everyday life themed around romance that is sometimes sweet, sometimes painful. The manga ran in Ota Publishing's Manga Erotics F magazine from 20, 2002 to 2004, and Ota Publishing is selling a revised compilation of the manga in two volumes. So yeah, there you go. Uh, Takuya Sato is directing the anime at Leiden Films Kyoto Studio, and Koji Aratomi is serving as a technical director um, Takuya Sato has done Kasi-san and Morning Glories and Frag Time. And, yeah, there you go. 
Um, for those of you who ever read that manga, I've heard of it. The trailer looks absolutely awesome. I love the art style. It's really smooth looking. It looks really good, for sure. Uh, Zoids is coming back after 12-year hiatus for the series, which I saw this article posted today in our news Discord, and I was like, I'm pretty sure there was a series just a couple seasons ago, and it was really bad. So I have no idea um, where this article is from. Oh, dude, this is from February 28th, 2018. I'm so sorry. Just ignore that. That is a stupid... That was a, okay, never mind. You know what? Let's talk about Zoids for a minute. I want a new model kit. I haven't had a Zoids model kit since... When the when it was popular on Toonami, they had the model kits in America. And I, you could get them at Toys R Us or Target or even Walmart. And I never got one of the big ones. I only got... I got like a couple medium-sized ones and a couple small ones. But I never got like one of the big ones like the Liger or the Liger Zero or the Shield Liger or the... Um, what was the other one that was really big? The fucking Berserk something? The Berserk Raptor or something or other with the two thingies? Anyway. Anyway, Nintendo is working on an anime for The Legend of Zelda. This is just a rumor, okay? Nintendo and Netflix are working of an anime version of The Legend of Zelda. This is big news for fans of the Zelda franchise and anime fans who are fans of Nintendo. It was only a matter of time considering how many video games are being adapted into anime these days. Studio Ghibli's French blog spoke on how Nintendo is working on the foundations of the story for the anime. Also, IMDb has shared a few official details of what's to come. That includes Season 1 being based on Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, Season 2 will be based on Link to the Past and Link's Awakening, and Season 3 will be based on Wind Waker and the Phantom Hourglass. Nintendo and Netflix will be working on this together. Again, this is all just speculation, all rumor, but that would be pretty sick. That would be pretty sick. I assume season four will be like Breath of the Wild and it will be all its own season or some fucking shit like that. That'd be crazy. Visual arts and key to, key to launch crowdfunding campaign for Planetarian Snow Globe OVA. Visual arts key announced on Friday that it will launch a campfire crowdfunding campaign for a new original video anime in the Planetarian franchise on November 29th. The campaign is aiming to raise 30 million yen, which is about $276,000 US, to produce a 25 minute OVA titled Planetarian Snow Globe. I have no idea what Planetarian is about. Isn't that like a visual franchise thing? Like where they have characters and VA, like uh, not VAs, but visual novels and stuff like that. Uh, apparently there was a, oh, okay. There was a net anime in 2018. Okay. Um, yeah. Planetarian snow globe. It looks pretty cool. It looks like a fucking slice of life sci-fi or something or other. Um, Planetary and Star Person anime film, July 2016. Oh, okay. Well then, you know what? Crowdfunding is a thing now. If you can make it happen, make it happen. Art, TV anime reveals promo, video staff, more cast, visual, April 2020 debut. Now that we're like halfway through this, this, this fall season, we're starting to get more 2020 hype. So I got actually quite a, quite a few on here. Um, art, uh, spelled A-R-T-E, the official website for the television anime adaptation of K. Okubo's art manga, Revealed a promotional video for the anime on Friday, as well as the show's staff, former cast members, visual in April 2020 premiere. Um, uh, there's Angelo, Veronica. These are characters I'm naming. Gary, Catalina, and uh, the, the main character, Art, which is a very, very cute, cute girl. A very, very cute woman with blonde hair and a green dress. And then there's a character named Leo. Uh, the story is in 16th century... Forenza, Italy, one girl, one artistic ambition, 
the birthplace of the Renaissance era where art is thriving. In one small corner of this vast city, one sheltered, girl journey, one sheltered girl's journey begins. She dreams of becoming an artist, an impossible career for a girl born into a noble family. In those days, art was an exclusively male profession, with women women facing strong discrimination women facing strong discrimination in spite of these challenges art perseveres with hard work and positive attitude i mean that's pretty cool man like i've i've always wanted to see an anime just like straight about straight up just art painter like that's pretty sweet um i know we've gotten animes before about people doing calligraphy and kabuki shit and whatever but this seems really cool and the art style looks pretty cute the main characters look pretty cute so yeah that's there's one right there Bushy Road to release Symphogear Gear XD Unlimited smartphone game globally in English, Korean, and Chinese. Chinese this winter. Bushy Road. If you don't know who Bushy Road is, Bushy Road is the company that makes the card game, um, Card Fight Vanguard, uh, Future Card Buddy Fight, Y Schwartz, and uh, Luck and Logic, and uh, I think another one. There's another one. They, they make a couple. There's a bunch of games that they have that's Japan only, but um. Uh, yeah, they're, they've started doing mobile games, I think, a couple of years ago. They started doing them. Um, and yeah, so Bushiro describes the game as a symphonic battle RPG that faithfully recreates the world of Simple Gear series. There are over 100 and counting newly created illustrations for the game. Additionally, the game includes many exciting character songs from the original work that serve to enhance the flashy battles. It's a game that can appeal not just to existing fans, but newcomers as well. That's, I mean, that's pretty cool. It's it's cool that Bushiroad's doing it because Bushiroad also included Sinful Gear in the Y Schwartz series, which I do have a deck of, by the way. I do have a, a Sinful Gear deck. I'm not even caught up on Sinful Gear. I've only seen the first three seasons, and I did not know they were going to be coming out as quick as they were, to be honest with you. But yeah, holy shit. Number 24, Rugby Anime, premieres on January 8th. So this is next season. Uh, shout out to Danny. She's probably going to watch this one. I'm going to watch this one too, but this kind of looks like more like your typical sports anime like 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 yamushi pedal kind of um all the boys are really super cute though especially this one hello it's me i've been wondering about rugby and if you will sleep with me anyway uh there you go rugby or yeah that's <laughs> like my fucking horniness just like fucked me up now i can't do the newscast anymore anyway angaku r sound anime films trailer streamed the official website for angaku r sound the anime film adaptation of hiroyuki ohashi's angaku manga began streaming a trailer for the film on thursday uh the film has already won like film festivals and uh where does it say the fucking the fucking plot here yeah apparently it was a self-published uh manga um but yeah angaku is i'm I'm sorry i'm trying to fucking find the the uh it doesn't say the plot what is the plot oh you know what i i talked about this i talked about this a couple newscasts ago there it's a it's about a band it's about a three-piece band it's like these these hard guys and they're they're in a rock band Yes. Okay. I should have watched this trailer before we uh, we started recording. But it, this is in a not typical art style. You know what I mean? It's it's actually kind of different. It actually reminds me of um, what does it remind me of? It kind of reminds me of uh, like Shin Chan and Ping Pong put together. Kind of Ping Pong the animation. It looks pretty sweet. 
Um, I'm excited to see that. I'm going to watch that trailer afterwards. Weathering with You Anime Film wins Asia Pacific Screen Award. Good. It's got to win awards because God knows that the Oscars aren't going to give a fuck about it. Fuck you, Oscars, you fucking pigless son of a bitch. Anyway, who the fuck is Oscar anyway? Who's Oscar? I want to know who that guy is. I'm going to go fucking find him and punch him in the face. Uh, Nisi o- Oi Sen's Bishonen series school mystery novel gets anime. Uh, the 10th novel of Niso Oisen and Kanako's Bishonen series, Bishonen Takage Hikarihen, Pretty Boy Lizard, Light Chapter, shipped on Friday and revealed that the series is getting an anime adaptation. The first novel story begins with the protagonist Mayumi Dojima, a troubled middle schooler at UBO Academy. Mayumi, Mayumi meets and ends up employing the handsome detectives, five handsome but eccentric boys rumored to solve problems and mysteries at the school through an unofficial nonprofit group. Um... It looks pretty cute, actually. I'm actually kind of excited to see what that's about. It's like fucking Scooby-fucking-Doo. Speaking of rugby, the all-out manga has ended, or is going to end in the next issue, on Kadansha's Morning 2 magazine on Friday. So today. Um, yeah, man, all-out started in in uh, 2016, it looks like. Oh, no, the series started in 2016. The manga was in 2012. So, yeah, yeah, that... I remember seeing the the um, the visual, the poster for it, like the the cover, you know, the visual when the anime was coming out. It's like these big muscly guys with big muscly butts. Shout out to Sen. Uh, Inspector anime reveals TV ads more cast January eleventh premiere. This looks like a pretty cute uh, paranormal anime. Um, it looked. Wait, what did I say? Fall season? Is that what I said? Oh, no, next season, winter season, January 11th. Um, the plot is when she was just still just a girl, Kotoko was kidnapped by a yokai. These spirits made her into a powerful intermediary between the spirit and human worlds. But this this power came at a price, an eye and a leg. So FMA. Now, years later, she watches out for dangerous yokai while developing feelings for a young man named Kuro who is also special. An incident with a yokai has given him healing powers. He's surprised when Kotoko asks him to team up to handle renegade yokai, persevering the thin line between reality and the supernatural. So, like, oh, okay, it's another yokai thing, like, whatever. But you know what? It actually looks super cute. Like, the style looks really sweet. There's very vibrant colors, very kind of pastel-y vibrant colors. This, there's there's a fucking goth chick with purple hair with big boobies. I'm already into it. We're, I'm into it. Let's go. Here we go. Netflix debuts Teasing Master Takagi-san Anime Season 2 on December 6th. So if you haven't seen Takagi-san, it will come out on Netflix December 6th. They premiered the second season in Japan July 7th. I think this is one that Nick likes, but I don't think he likes it for the anime. I think he just likes it because the girl's forehead is so huge. He likes it for the memes, which is a terrible reason to like something, but, you know, that's Nick. Made in Abyss, Dawn of the Deep, Soul Anime's film trailer streamed. Did I talk about this last, the last newscast? I think I did. But the, the, the new trailer came out, and Dawn of the Deep Soul continues the epic adventure of Plucky, Rico, and Reg, who are joined by their new friend Nanachi. Together they descend into the Abyss, Treacher's fifth layer, the Sea of Corpses, and encounter the mysterious Bondrude, a legendary white whistle whose shadow looms over Nanachi's troubled past. Bondrude is ingratiatingly hospitable but the brave adventurers know things are not always as they seem in the enigmatic abyss and also Bondrude is the fucking douchebag who you know did what he did I'm not even gonna say it I'm not even gonna spoil it right now you should just watch Made in Abyss you just should uh Kaiduka's overflow adult manga gets TV anime 
all I'm seeing right now is upskirt, upskirt stuff. Looks like an upskirt thing, and I'm into that. I'm into pantsu, so let's go. Uh, the, <laughs> the romantic comedy story centers on a male college student, Kazushi Sudo, and his childhood friends, the Shirakawa sisters. The story begins with strange circumstances, and the three of them end up bathing together. Oh, that's so stupid. That's so fucking dumb. <laughs> that's stupid. That's dumb. I can tell you right now, though, the cover is it's the two girls and the guy. They're all like they're like bent over. So you can it's like a direct shot of all three of their crotches, except one girl's covering her pants. So you can't see it. And the logo's covering all three of them. But like, that's pretty funny. It's like, yeah, give me guy crotch when I'm also getting girl crotch. OK, like there are people out here who are fucking they're they're into fucking everybody. OK, like me, I'm into fucking everybody. So fuck you. All right, what's wrong with fucking everybody? You just want to fuck everybody. Who cares? Fuck everybody. I don't give a shit. Fuck who you want to fuck. I don't want to fuck everybody. That's all I'm saying. Cue Nick in the corner. I'm going to get a soundboard of Nick just and just quietly going, that's what I'm saying, dude. Anybody. <laughs> anybody. Anyway. Dude, I'm I'm hyper tonight. I don't, can you guys tell? Shut the fuck up. Anyway. Okay, shut up. Uh, 11th Kyoto Animation Awards cancellation confirmed. The Kyoto Animation confirmed on Wednesday that it decided to cancel the 11th Kyoto Animation Awards after further internal discussions. I mean, that's probably... I'm not even going to read the rest of the article. That's probably for obvious reasons. And I don't... Honestly, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck what KyoAni does. I, I just want them to do what they love doing and continue doing it so long as they want to and so long as they can. Because honestly, like, coming back from something like that is fucking amazing. Like, you guys are amazing. Everyone at KyoAni is fucking amazing. So... I mean, who who cares, honestly, man? Who cares about your award show? Just keep doing what you do and doing what you love as long as you want to do it. You know what I mean? Like, that's fucking... You guys are amazing. Fucking QA is amazing. And shout out to anybody who, like, donated or helped out, you know? Like, that's awesome that we all can come together and, like, fucking help out something that we all, like, genuinely love, you know, which is anime. Anytime we can help out anime from over here in the States or, or North America, just whatever other country, you know, we should. Uh, Super Cub Bishoujo Motorbike Anime by Studio Kai confirmed. The official website for Katakawa Sneaker Bunko imprint confirmed on Wednesday that an anime adaptation is in the works for author Tone Koken and illustrator Hero Super Club novels. And, uh, yeah, there we go. The novel story centers on Koguma, a high school girl in Yamanashi. She has no parents, friends, or hobbies, and her daily life is empty. One day, Koguma gets a used Honda Super Cub motorcycle. This is her first time going to school on a motorcycle. Running out of gas and hitting detours become a small source of adventure in Kagoma's life. She is satisfied with this strange transformation, but her classmate Reiko ends up talking to her about how she also goes to school by motorcycle. And then one super cup begins to open up a lonely girl's world, introducing her to a new everyday life and friendship. That's what's up, man. I hear that a lot about the people who are bikers or motorbikers, you know. There's like a whole, like, you know, there's a whole fucking rally here in the States. Like, um... You know that they that they have there's there's rallies that they have in the south, you know motorbike rallies in the south. It's like very it's a very community driven thing, just like anime is. You know you buy your first motorbike, you meet other people who motorbike and you go riding together. You know it's really cool. Like that's that seems like what this this is what this anime is except with cute girls obviously, but that's awesome. You know like I I kind of want to kind of want to see that. That's gonna be kind of exciting. Uh, seeing yesterday for me anime reveal staff visual spring twenty twenty debut. The official website for the television anime of Keitoma is Sing Yesterday for Me. Manga revealed the staff, visual, and spring 2020 
premiere date for the anime on Wednesday. The coming-of-age story follows a university graduate named Rakuo, who has not been able to find a permanent employment after college. A mysterious woman named Haru, who has a pet crow, and Rakuo's former university classmate, Shinako. So yeah, it's gonna be some fucking, uh, it's gonna be some shit, man. It's gonna be some, it looks really good, actually. Like, the visual novel, or the visual novel, the visual, uh, they, uh, revealed is, like, them, the two characters sitting on a bench. The background just looks fucking phenomenal, man. It looks really cool. And the character design for the girl, um, Haru, I think her name is, they said her name is, yeah, is just, like, super cute. It's super, she looks super good. That looks pretty exciting. I'm excited for that. Rikei Gakoi ni Ochida no de Shome Shite Mita anime's video reveals January 10th debut of all 12 episodes on Amazon Prime Video. All 12 episodes will be released at one time, which is going to be January 10th on a Friday. Uh, the manga centers around Ayame Himuro and Shinya Yukimura, two scientists who are in love with each other and they want to prove their love with science. Oh, I was excited for this one. Now it's going to be on Amazon. Damn it. I'm going to have to sail the high seas, you guys. Shit! Anyway, Pokemon Secret Club reveals characters designed by Land of Lustrous creator Haruko Ichikawa, Zarigoro illustrator Take. That's really cool. He did some uh, drawings of uh, Sword and Shield characters on their Twitter. Um, I got to say that the new Sword and Shield characters are just fucking amazing. They're so gorgeous. They're all sexy. Like, oh my god, I love them all. I love the character designs. I love the characters. Uh, Pet anime reveals opening theme song, January 6th premiere. I think we talked about this one before. The psychic suspense story revolves around people who possess the ability to infiltrate people's minds and manipulate memories. Their powers have been used in the underworld for covering up incidents, assassinations, and other deeds. These powers can not only destroy other people's spirits, but also corrupt the user's own hearts at the same time. The users had to protect their fragile and insecure hearts as if chained to each other. They are called pets out of fear and hatred. So basically, it's Inception, the anime, and I'm kind of excited for that. That's going to be kind of sick. No lie. That is pretty exciting. All right. On to the big piece for today. The Game Awards 2019 nominees revealed. Let's go, bitch. Fucking bitch. Fuck y'all. Uh, I'm going to go through literally all of these. So if you don't want to hear me just say a bunch of titles and random shit uh you know you can go ahead and cut this right here i'm just gonna go through all these and just kind of give my a small thing a blurb opinion at the end so if you are good thank you for listening i love you but here we go the game awards announced its list of 2019 nominees on tuesday the nominees for game of the year uh or we'll, we'll save that for last actually right is that that at the bottom or no it's okay it's right here all right here we go Best Action Game, Astral Chain Double May Cry 5. Best Action Adventure, Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, and Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Best Art Direction, Death Stranding, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Best Audio, Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Best Community Support, Final Fantasy uh, 14. Which is like it's that's probably just gonna take that award because it's the only one nominated. Uh, best family game, Luigi's Mansion, Ring Fit Adventure, Super Mario Maker Two, Super Smash Bros Ultimate, Yoshi's Crafted World. Best fighting game, Dead or Alive Six, Jump Force, Samurai Showdown, Super Smash Bros Ultimate. Uh, best game direction, Death Stranding, Resident Evil Two. 
Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Best Multiplayer Game, Tetris 99. That's really weird that they don't have uh, Smash Bros. on there either. It's just Tetris 99. Best Narrative, Death Stranding. Best Ongoing Game, Final Fantasy XIV. Best Performance, Mads Mikkelsen as Cliff in Death Stranding. Norman Reedus as Sam Porter, Bridges in Death Stranding. So basically it's Mads Mikkelsen versus Norman Reedus. Uh, Best Role-Playing Game, Final Fantasy XIV. Kingdom Hearts 3, Monster Hunter World Iceborne. Dude, I bet you Monster Hunter World's going to win that one, for sure. For sure. If not, like, if Kingdom Hearts 3 popularity doesn't come through, that's probably going to be another one. Um, you know, because I think Final Fantasy fourteen is probably, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Best score in music. Cadence of Hyrule, Death Stranding, Devil May Cry 5, Kingdom Hearts 3. Best sports racing game. eFootball Pro Evolution Soccer 2020. Oh, that's the only one. Best Strategy Game, Fire Emblem The Three Houses, Total War Three Kingdoms. And for Game of the Year, we have Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Control, and The Outer Worlds. Other nominees from Japanese game franchises or developed or published by Japanese companies or their overseas subsidiaries include... Oh, okay, that's the list we went through, okay. So there you go. Basically, what we're seeing here is we're we are seeing uh, the whole thing dominated by Death Stranding. Um, I mean, that was the game that everyone was hyped for. A lot of people seem to like it right now. I I imagine that Pokemon Sword and Shield are going to probably be on next year's list, considering it came out so late in the year. Because um, I was thinking I was going to see that on here, uh, at least in the best RPG section, but maybe not. Last year, Monster Hunter World Game won Best Role-Playing Game. Arc System Works and Bandai Namco Entertainment's Dragon Ball Fighters won Best Fighting Game. And SA Japan Studios' Astrobot Rescue Mission won uh, Best VR Game. So, there you go. Uh, basically, we got Death Stranding here. And for and then we got Smash Brothers here and there. We definitely saw Smash Brothers more nominated than Kingdom Hearts 3. I'm sure that's for obvious reasons, you know. Um, I'm kind of surprised that um kingdom hearts 3 wasn't like on was it under where's the best narrative or best story like was that on there um best community support yeah best game direction like kingdom hearts 3 wasn't even on there best narrative kingdom hearts 3 wasn't on there either i mean for narrative though like kingdom hearts like we're kidding right like i just i don't know let me know what you guys want to see though right like obviously we're all excited about video games and shit. That's going to be pretty exciting. So, hell yeah. Let me know which uh, you you guys are rooting for. The Game Awards are pretty cool. I do appreciate them. I do understand, too, that, that they also might be on, like, Oscar levels of politics and whatever. But, I mean, your girl cares more about video games nowadays than Oscar-nominated movies, to be honest. I don't know, man. If you guys want to hear, like, a patron cast of me and my opinion on movies lately, I would love to do it. Or even just, like... You know, that'll probably be one of those patron casts where I release it to patrons and they get it for, like, they get it to themselves for, like, you know, three or four months. And then I'll release it on the RSS feed or something like that. I don't know. But, yeah, I don't know. Let's, uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Let let me know. Let me know how you guys think we should do that. If you're a patron, let me know in the patron-only channel on our Discord how you think we can handle patron-only casts and things like that. Um, that being said... I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening every week. You make this girl so happy. I love you guys. I love you. I love you. I love you a lot. Thank you so much. 
This has been the animate. Wait, hold on a sec. Let me redo it. I told you guys I'm hyper and I'm out of it, okay? I've been Sam, and this has been the Animate Summit newscast. God damn it. Fuck. Probably shouldn't have masturbated beforehand because now I'm all excited. Whoop, still recording. Yikes.